This is Duke Nukem, and when I'm not out slaying aliens and saving Earth's babes, I'm listening to Podcast Unlocked. Hail to the podcast, baby! Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? It's Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. That is the shark, Sean Finnegan. Jump, 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 jump. I've been waiting a long time for that. It's good to hear it. <laughs> I don't know moves. what just happened. Shark is like, a, like, it's like a, a lion of the sea. They're actual That's sharks so they make in chump? Australia. Okay, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You probably swim with them. Probably, yeah. Probably. I mean, don't shark. we all, really? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Alana Pierce. Hey, I'm Alana. What's up? Marty Sleva. I guess. Uh, Long Island iced tea to start the show, Marty? Uh, no, it's just regular, <laughs> regular tea. I don't believe you. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not always drunk. <laughs> Very sober right now. Just oh, 90% of the time. 90% of the time. 90, you know, 90s, uh, you gotta ease off the throttle every now and again, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Marty knows no such thing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what's happening this week? A lot of things. I want to actually start uh, on a more serious note. So, unfortunately, the British... I don't want to call it government, but sort of British business parlance of the whole 30 day, the, the notice they give before shutting down a business, like that's all. It's not like here where we could just walk in one day and it's like, you're all gone, bye. Mm-hmm. Like in, in the UK. There's they have a, some sort of etiquette. Yeah, there is, a, there is an <laughs> etiquette about it. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, last week was the final day of Lionhead Studios. They are now done. There was no... Uh, Nobody bought them, picked them up. There was no saving the game or the studio, as as was sort of discussed and rumored a little bit. And I wanted to kind of start the show by remembering Lionhead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're founded by I, I actually I didn't know I don't know these other guys besides these other people besides Peter Molyneux, but founded by Peter Molyneux, Mark Webley, Tim Rance, and Steve Jackson in 1996. Mm-hmm. This was the 20th year of Lionhead, which. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember Black and White coming out. What was that? Early, the early aughts? Late, late 90s? <sighs> I'd like, have to look it up. And that was the first thing of theirs that I remember. Yeah, I can look it up while you're talking about it. Wasn't that on original Xbox? Oh, no. That was a PC game. Yeah, huh. never, yeah. Never made it to a console. Huh. Yeah. yeah. The, the, movies. the movies. Yeah, it was on the original was, Xbox. Right. I thought it was, I thought Recent? the Xbox version was canceled. Oh. Because I remember. Anyway, keep talking, and I'm going to just... Yeah, I mean, they were, uh, you know, they were right off the bat pretty notable in the PC realm, uh, but obviously it wasn't until uh, the original Xbox and the launch of Fable, which was one of those, like, insane... It was one of those moments where it's like, oh, man, this this can happen? I could do all of this? This was uh, mm-hmm. sort of when open world, especially in a high fantasy setting, was still a little bit early. But even, even poor, poor Fable was a little... Uh, behind the eight ball right from the get-go because Peter Molyneux, being Peter Molyneux, had talked does. about the the acorn tree being mm-hmm. the, the legendary example of you can plant an acorn seed and over the course of the game it'll grow into yeah. a full tree. And Well, it didn't end up doing stuff like that, but I know you, Alana, you love Fable too. Yeah. You and I are both big I fans of the Fable. original and game. I, was, like, I remember when I was first introduced to Fable was because a whole bunch of other people at my high school had played it and I hadn't played it. I don't know how how old I was when it came out, but I remember someone lent me a copy and for the next like three weeks, people every day were asking me what point I was at. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was so excited yeah. about the fact that I was playing it. And was I guess I was too. Was that was three? Fable 1. Good or yeah. evil for you? <clears throat> I have played through Fable 1 probably more times than any other game. 
and I always go good first and then evil and then I'll go neutral. And I've done that so many times. Yeah. Um, I think most people's like first experience with Lionhead is th- through the Fable franchise. I know mine is. Like I first played well, that. In- a lot of PC gamers, I think, would, would disagree. Yeah, I mean, I Black and white. I'm, talking, I'm talking about like the general audience out there. You know, like Certainly the Xbox crowd, obviously. Yeah. But like... That was the first, you know, that was the first time when I actually realized I hadn't played an RPG at that point in my life in a pretty long time. I had been primarily shooters, you know. I was that yeah. was the the age of Counter-Strike and Half-Life and, you know, that whole thing for me. And then I came to this game and I realized like how far RPGs had really come, like both in terms of like the technical fidelity but also like the amount of options and sort of systems that were implemented in it mm-hmm. really blew my mind. I didn't really know that that type of game was possible. I think one of the things is the the core fable trilogy did so well was give you an open world without it becoming uh sort of paralyzingly huge yeah i mean yeah. like i think that's the only one of the collectibles reasons. are really the silver keys yeah and yeah. those were like you kind of knew where to find them because it would be like an out of place brick sure, or sure. whatever um but it was never like i think one of the reasons i've never gotten to a lot of those bethesda open world games is because it's just i enter it's intimidating it's yeah. intimidating and i need some modicum of this is what you're supposed to do, but don't worry, you can go off the beaten path. And I think like the the bread the crumb the, the bread optional bread crumb tra- like, bread crumb trail, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I think that was uh, just a really smart system because it's one of those like no matter when you get lost, you can always find your way back to what yeah. you're supposed to be doing. And so I mean, you could also like spawn to color skates. So like if you actually got lost, you, I think it was just you hold down on the D pad, yeah, and you could go to a, well, a nearby color skate. And you mentioned, yeah. I mean, the, the demon doors were so great because they demon were little were awesome. they were little puzzles unto yeah. themselves. Yeah, I really liked the way they were in the first game. I feel like they got pretty weird in the second game. <laughs> they got uh, easier and stranger, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I mean, there's just a lot of charm to Fable that was consistent throughout all of the three games I played because I didn't play the Journey, uh, which was yeah was the A for effort. Yeah. C plus for execution. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get... I guess we'll, yeah. we'll go there. Yeah, I reviewed Fable the Journey for right. IGN, actually. It was... Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I forget. I think... I feel like it was one of my earlier reviews. Yeah, I reviewed it for 1UP, so it was during that small period. And where... it was a game where I mostly did it here because it just... There was better connect space here than at my, my place. And it, I loved the idea of it. A actual, like, different hand motions make different spells mm-hmm. to defeat... The uh, these little set piece, these little scenes of of Hobbs and and other uh, fable monsters, but yeah, it just because of Connect 1.0, it literally didn't work yeah. half the time. Mm, yeah, shame. like I would keep having to recalibrate. Now, yeah, I'd keep having. It's, it is true. I wonder what like a the uh, an Xbox One version on Connect 2 would have, would have worked imagine like a Vive or an Oculus Touch version which could there totally work oh, like, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's a game the thing, yeah the thing I remember is uh, oh yeah that's the Insomniac game the Unspoken much. the Insomniac yeah. game where it's a spell casting yeah. Oculus game like yeah. I remember when it would work you'd like power up a fireball by sort of like charging yes. it in your hand and, and throwing it felt it. amazing when it, when it work. worked yeah which was 25% of the time yeah, yeah. yeah that's totally what that Oculus game is like yeah. um, I also just like the first table I love the combat I also had like a bunch of stuff I was really specific about. Like I always wore a bright will user suit every single time. I don't know why it did like just I was just really stuck on a bunch of different things and I I don't know, the spell casting was awesome and Yeah, you got you eventually got a dog. Awesome. You could get a dog well, that was in two. two. In two. Yeah. yeah, so that's and that's where I I think for me and I think it's generally agreed upon that Fable Two was the high point of the series. I I wouldn't be so bold as to quite call it 
Lionhead's best game necessarily. It might be, but but Black and White is very much in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Black and White's a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I never actually played Black and White back yeah. in the day. I, I uh, admit you are right. By the way, it's 2001 okay. yeah. for uh, for Black and yeah. White. And it was their first game, so they, yep. they were founded and uh, were working for a long time before. Because yeah, yeah. Black and White was sort of those notoriously, like, development hell was... was I imagine, oh, was it in, really? In development forever. I imagine and, both... But huh. it came out and was really good. I imagine both Black and White and the original Fable were in development for yes. quite a few years. Correct. Yeah, because yeah, Fable 1, they, they actually had to kind of finally get it out. You know, it was promised so long ago, and, and it, it actually barely made... The original, uh, Xbox. the original Xbox. Yeah, it was pretty late. Like it was, it was. But yeah, Fable Two sort of took everything that was that Fable One had laid down, expanded on it, blew it out a little bit, added the dog, which for me was. I mean, I just loved it. For, for me, the it was dog very thing, too. very pretty yeah. game on 360. Had had a uh, three endings, as I if I recall correctly. Yes. But and they're all fairly similar, I think. Uh, you know, but you at least had some choices there at the yeah. end. But yeah, I think for me the you know, I love dogs in general, but in the context of a fable game, having this canine companion it was actually helpful. It was helpful and it just fit that universe because fable it's one of the things I love about it is it's so charming mm-hmm. from yeah. the NPCs to the the, the writing, sense of humor. the sense of humor, the the you know the, the gestures, way it looks, even. the way yeah, yeah. the art direction, it's all charming and the dog just completely fit right into that. Yeah. Uh, there was some stuff that I really liked about Fable 3 as well. Yeah. Um, one's definitely my favorite for the combat specifically. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Which I felt was like Kingdoms of Amalur was like almost the Fable 2 I wanted in that sense. That game doesn't have a yes. lot of personality and there's a lot of stuff that Fable has that it doesn't have. But in terms of combat, I was like, mecha- this is so much like Fable. Amalur's yeah. mechanics were so good and its world was so, so boring. Good. So boring. <laughs> But yeah. God, those, oh, the combat was amazing. Yeah. It was so much fun. Uh, so then Fable 3, I remember having... Like the parts where you actually became king and you had to make decisions for people and like listen to both their sides of the story yeah. and like decide who to give funding. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that kind of yeah. stuff. I thought it was super. Yeah, that was super interesting. I, it wasn't like perfectly executed, but no. it was one of those like really amazing ideas that I wish. Especially when I was like on this throne, like in underwear, yeah, like just wearing ridiculous clothing. <laughs> You're the king, no one yeah. anything to you. Yeah, um, but yeah, in the way that I felt like uh, the jump from Fable One to Fable Two was sort of the we always compare like Assassin's Creed One to Two, where yeah. Like, yeah. an amazing core idea and then you expand upon it in every way with two. I feel like some of those ideas with three, I would have loved to see sort of perfected in a four for like Xbox One, which yeah. sadly we may not ever. Yeah, you know, three three didn't perform as well sales wise or critically for that matter, and then and we got the journey, which we, I think we talked about. I don't know. We talked about some at some point was was an off. It was always an offshoot. Nobody yeah. nobody had ever said, and at Microsoft or Lionhead and the community certainly never thought. Oh well, this is Fable now, mm-hmm. which is what happened with Legends. But Journey was always this weird connect offshoot, and then uh, there was uh, Fable Heroes, an Xbox Live Arcade you got the game, little, like chibi characters, mm. right? Yeah, which was you know, which was fine. It wasn't great, but it was hardly hardly bad. Um, and I'm I'm leaving out the um, pub games. Pub game, thank you. Yeah, the Fable Two pub games. Those were great. Which <laughs> were just a way to accrue a bunch of cash before for yourself the game, before the game one. came out. Which I think is really smart. Like, get people hyped for something. By giving, like, now I feel like that could work, like, in a mobile capacity. Where, like, give them oh, a mobile yeah, game totally. to play a month before the game yeah. comes out, and then when yep. you start, you have a, you, have you know, your lap ahead of everyone. Totally. So, uh, Fable Anniversary for 360, mm-hmm. uh, which ironically was not on 
any real anniversary, <laughs> or at least it was. It was, it was like, like the nine ninth, yeah, yeah, nine year anniversary. Yeah. Which so I, I guess that's I guess, an anniversary. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, that ended up being it. The last, I mean, who would have thought that that actually the last, the last original release? I feel like. Oops. <laughs> I'm muting it and nothing happens, you guys. I don't know what to do. See, <laughs> nothing's happening. Anyway. We're going to have to just deal with it. Uh, (laughs) Interrupting our our genuine fable segment, our stupid technical equipment. Anyway, uh, who would have thought that the last original release, so I'm I'm now leaving out Fable Anniversary because Mm -hmm. it was a remake, Fable the Journey for Connect was the last proper original Lionhead release. It's so sad. Hmm. It is. And not because Fable the Journey is bad. It's just, that's a long time. Fable the Journey was 2012. Yeah. 2012. So four years later, there was a. I still don't understand why they didn't just release Legends, but we've we've discussed we've been that over that. Uh, that's not the point of this segment, but yeah, um, yeah I wanted to again. I'm going to end this segment by saying thank you to everybody that has worked at Lionhead over the years, from uh, Peter Molyneux on down. I know Molyneux gets a lot of a lot of flack for for Fable and a lot of things since then, but. You know, the guy, I always appreciated and still appreciate about Peter Molyneux that he at least, he at least aims for the stars. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't necessarily get there. Uh, some would argue he's never gotten there, but I think, you know, I think a lot of Fable, which by the way, the, the, uh, the Carter brothers, Dean and uh, crap, can't remember the other brother's name, from Big Blue Box, which was an, off, an offshoot, a satellite studio of, of Lionhead, they, uh, Simon, there it is. Found it. Simon and, and Dean Carter. They were the two brothers that were sort of the, the creators with, along with Peter Molyneux. But to everybody that worked at Lionhead, thanks for the Fable series. I hope uh, we'll be hearing from you again. Just uh, It probably won't be on Fable, but, um, like, in fact, I know one of the Carter brothers, I now can't remember which, is actually working on, at Hello on oh. No Man's Sky. That's He's awesome. one yeah, of the, like, cool. 12 people working at Hello Games. So. Hmm. Uh, speaking of games with lofty promises. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of games with lofty promises. But putting out the call one more time, we know our friends at Microsoft listen to this show. Give the Fable IP to Rare. Hire a bunch of the Lionhead folks. Reboot it. Unless it means we don't get a banjo game, then <laughs> consider it deeply. Yeah, I agree. It's, if it means we don't get banjo, then. Well, now, okay. Now, Both, now it's please. depressing. Or... If you could have a Fable game and instead of a dog, you had a, a bear with a bird companion. Don't do that. And also <clears> some <throat> platforming. Fable Kazooie. <gasps> you can just do the Bethesda thing. Have them alternate franchises every three years. Perfect. Right? Yes. Yep. Skyrim yes. one year. Sea of Rare Thieves. Will just Banjo. Banjo. What, if, what if Sea of Thieves is just a level in Banjo 3? Oh. It's just the pirate level. That would be... You're, we're getting off track, but I like, I like your thought process. Incredible. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so rest in peace, Lionhead. Uh, Twenty years of of really cool games, uh, and hopefully your spirit will live on in some capacity. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Remember, we're giving away a Quantum Break Xbox One bundle. Ooh. I have the winner. You can't. There's nothing you can do. Find out if, if you've already won. Too late. <laughs> right after this. All 
All right, news time. I want to start with uh, late bur- something that broke before the show for once. I know that's it's nice. Like two hours later, it would have been like we come out and everyone's like, <laughs> "Oh my god." <laughs> Uh, why are we oh my godding, Marty? Uh, we're oh my godding because uh, today is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, it's cool Star Wars Day, and uh, EA announced that uh, Respawn is working on a game other than Titanfall 2, uh, and it's going to be a third-person Star Wars game. Hmm. Get the front door. Get the battlefront Shh. out of here. Shut the front door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, kind of confused about this. I mean, one, I'm excited, but two, I'm confused. Respawn's a relatively new company. They can't be that big of a team. Well, Do you think this is a secondary team? It, it, it for is. sure is. So, yeah. we, we'd known that. They yeah. had actually said they were working on uh, a, on I, a yeah, third person. In, uh, in 2014, uh, they hired, his name is Stieg, like, Arnelson, do you have his name? Uh, I've here? got it. Yeah, it's uh, Osmussen. Osmussen. Uh, wow, that was very, very racist to me. Uh, Stieg Osmussen, uh, who was the uh, director of God of War 3. So they hired him from Sony Santa Monica. Uh, and so, yeah, when he came aboard, it was sort of presumed that at that point he started working on uh, another game. Yeah. And so that part of it, the third person makes sense of that. And so what I'm wondering now is, is this going to be a shooty, shooty action game? Or <laughs> given God of War's pedigree, <laughs> is this going to be a... You know, physical violent action game. Oh, That's man. a fair point because you saying yeah. that just makes me like think if it's just God of War, but oh, you're Jedis. a Jedi. Yeah. that sounds great. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. You're a uh, you're a traitor, the guy with the hammer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, no, but that's he like gets his own game. Like uh, like in Quantum Break, like they'll introduce a technology like that, and then the technology gets bigger and better. Like it yeah. forms, it becomes the basis for enemy types that have weapons mm-hmm. or armor, mm-hmm. and then, I don't know, that Every time so you get cool. a power, there's an equal and opposite power that yeah. the enemies get. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to, like, use strategy to kind of mm-hmm. defeat. That sounds so, so cool to me. Yeah. You upgrade your lightsaber. EA's already oh. got a third-person action game or third person Star Wars game in development that's Amy Hennig's game yeah. Visceral yeah, which so everyone's just sort of assuming it's going to be Uncharted, uncharted right, but Star Wars which, which I yeah, also think sounds yeah. great 100% just, on board with that too yeah. yes. is this just like anybody that buddies up with EA now since well, EA has I, the Star Wars license I think it's we like, have what six Star Wars games in development you six get a third studios. person yeah. Star Wars game and you get a third person <laughs> totally Star Wars game you give it to the people who made Uncharted and God of War yeah it's fine you can keep doing that yep but yeah so given Respawn's talents, you know, you're saying God of War, which is fair, but I'm thinking maybe more Boba Fett. Yeah. Jetpack is- and more shooting and action, because that's, you know, Re- Respawn is largely staffed by ex-Infinity Ward people who yeah. have shooter backgrounds. And Boba Fett's largely rumored to be the anthology movie released in 2018, which it seems like if you announce this game now, it gets revealed fully at E3 next year, maybe it's yeah. a 2018 game. Yeah. So Sounds about right. Yeah, it totally sounds about right. Um, and yeah, I would be, I mean, fully on board for that too. I mean, we had that kind of crappy Django Fett game, but it doesn't really count. I don't even remember that. Bounty Hunter? I think I blocked it, called- it out. It was called Bounty Hunter. It was for the original Xbox. And Who PS2. made it? Oh, man. Max was Lucas playing Arts, that. I, uh, I, I saw Max playing that like two Yeah, because ago. it was one of the games that got re-released on PSN. You could just it looks terrible. Real bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we had, uh, obviously, the canceled 1313 that yes. LucasArts was working uh, on. The third-person game. The third-person <laughs> game, yeah. And you, so yeah. you're never sure if some of that became, any of those assets became something that Amy's Team FS World is using, or maybe... I mean, how does a here. lightsaber work in first person? Uh, not well. I, mean, yeah. that's, I don't even, think it looks even, good. Uh, the Jedi Knight games, because Dark Forces, the, the the original Dark Forces was a first-person shooter. You weren't a Jedi. You never got a lightsaber. Yeah. But then uh, Dark Forces 2, which yeah. was Jedi, Jedi Knight, Knight. Yeah. the first, I don't know, maybe hour of the game, 
you were you were, you were Kyle Katarn. You you you're just it was guns. It was a first person shooter. Then you became a Jedi. Yeah, mm. and you could switch the camera actually between mm. first and third. Yeah, and so I, think I guess it would, you have to. Yeah. So and then by um, Jedi Outcast, you had all the powers. Yeah, yeah. and I'm glad you brought that up because that's, I mean, a Boba Fett game would be cool, and I'm sure Respawn will come up with something great. But man, I would love a Jedi Knight reboot mm-hmm. but yeah. i know that technically all doesn't exist now right yeah. because they reset got the wiped. canon yeah, it was a yeah. Yeah. kyle katarn's not a guy <laughs> he's dead yeah. it's exciting to think about what respawn can bring to a property like that even in terms of just the movement right mm-hmm. because like that's one of the they, best parts about titanfall yeah look at what yeah. they did with titanfall it's like people looked at it initially and they were like it just looks like futuristic call of duty but it really Wrong. isn't when you played it like oh yeah feels it's better. way more it's yeah because yeah. of the movement it's faster and more vertical which yeah. is super cool like, if they were able to do something that, on the surface, is probably pretty... Like, it looks pretty simple, mm-hmm. but definitely isn't in a game like that and make it work so well. Like, who knows what they could do with, like, a third-person God of War-esque yeah. type and game. and probably my biggest knock against Titanfall was that I found the world itself sort of bland. Oh, or, yeah, like, totally. Or, or just not up to par with the fact that the mechanics and, like, how the game felt was so good. Yeah, yeah I mean, I totally We've agree. talked a little bit about how Titanfall kind of suffered because you really had no context for what you were doing mm-hmm. or who you were or why you were, like, where yeah, the, these the robots came from. the campaign was... was half-baked for sure <laughs> right yeah what there, there was just like a small video and someone talking in the top right yeah as screen. you were as you were battling you were in a multiplayer yeah it, was, yeah it was ridiculous but maybe they'll maybe the two games are actually going to be the same game stand by for sarlacc fall <laughs> and then just just crushes everybody Entire pitfalls <laughs> yeah i can get behind that yeah, yeah just a big and pit. it's also a pitfall reboot hey we're on to something hey <laughs> As long as they finally Thursday, have Friday, happy day. Sorry. <laughs> as long as they finally have Titanfall DLC that is Optimus Prime, I will be happy. <laughs> we we invented that. that. that we yeah. for Prime. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So. so yeah, how many how many Star Wars games do we have in development right now? Uh so six studios are currently working on the six games. Six studios. Um of those we don't know if because we uh Motive, Jade Raymond's company, and uh, Visceral are currently working on Amy Hennig's game right. together. And then uh, the the listing listed those two. It listed uh, Dice. Then we got Lego as well, but that's yeah, we have Lego. That's thing. not I guess internally. Yeah. Was Motive Jade Raymond's company? I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, for Dice, does that? Because I read that in the press release too. It's yeah. like uh, you know, Dice, one of was working on a Star Wars project. Did they just like pseudo accidentally kind of confirm Battlefront Two, which we'd have I mean, all assumed anyway? Yeah. So I, I think legally, in legalese, that meant they're still working on the DLC. And oh, I the, guess the, that's the one true. at the end of the year that we think might be Rogue One because it's been right. announced. But I mean, I, there's Battlefront sold extremely well. There's no way Dice is not working on Battlefront Two. Yeah. Yeah. In that's fact, how I think work. Mitch has to come back and give me an in and out lunch, right, when Battlefront Two gets announced. That, was I that the way we, that bet worked? I think because he was convinced it would just evolve as a platform oh, yeah. and I said there's no way there's not a Battlefront 2 and he fled mm-hmm. the country and he left to he get away <laughs> from paying that yeah. <laughs> I'm realizing that those bets now as games as platforms or services that is nonsense yeah there's, I power, the same there's power in a, the number 2 and 3 yep marketing the same bet for Destiny mm-hmm. well Destiny made that lose. same bet for themselves <laughs> as well to be fair they were like this is gonna be a 10 year game yeah so you know, you won't I haven't like lost to. yet, Ryan. Well, you will. I think I'm yeah, going Destiny to. Yeah, Destiny 2 is probably going to announce <laughs> yeah. like a month. <laughs> well, I think it's it's Vince that will owe me, because I made the same bet with Vince on the air. Oh, that there won't be a 2? He thinks the there title? won't be. I, th- I think 100% there will be Destiny 2. 
Yeah, yeah so he's. Totally it, I'm going to be full of In-N-Out Burger, and it's going to taste oh so I good. I really hope he ends up winning on a technicality. <laughs> like, it's not the number two. <laughs> it's just like Destiny, the, the second sequel, generation. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Second generation. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is next here? Oh, rumors from last week turning into real things. Call of Duty Infinite Dogfare. <laughs> it's real, you guys. <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty Infinite Dogfare, sorry. Uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare was officially announced. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a trailer, too. had a live stream and a pretty long trailer, and uh, I thought it all looked very boring. But on the same note, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, which is Call of Duty 4, is included with the $80 editions, which is kind of an interesting thing, is that we have... The game itself is, I think, 60, mm-hmm. and then the game yeah. plus COD 4 Remastered is 80, and you can't get COD 4 Remastered right. separately. So you have to buy... It basically means if you want to play COD 4 Remastered when it comes out, you have to pay $80. It's an $80 game. You could look at it that way. if you. I guess if that's really all you care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, that's a valid argument, though. It like, is. It's the only way to get it. So if it's what you want, you have to get the other stuff, too. Which I am is... sure they will release it separately. But Later. We were talking about yeah. this yesterday. We yeah. think the thing is that they don't want to compete with... Uh, themselves? Infinite Warfare. Themselves. Yeah, they don't want to compete yeah. with yeah, their I mean, own game. They, they do, theoretically... I can't imagine the Call of Duty 4 remaster would actually outsell... No. The, no, a new but game, it, it but, might hurt. Right, it risks embarrassment if it's even close, yeah. right? It, it, they, they risk embarrassing the new game. Yeah, and yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Your argument about if you want Modern Warfare, then it is, in theory, an $80 game. To me, that's the same argument, and I don't really put too much weight to it as, well, if I just play Call of Duty multiplayer, I still have to pay $60, so I have to pay more because it comes with a single-player campaign right. that I don't want. So, I don't know. To me, it's just like, well, this is the way it's sold, so you sort but, of have to yeah. deal with it. The single-player and the multiplayer are the same game, though. Like, it's the same. They're both just Call of Duty whatever the iteration mm-hmm. of that game is. Like, this is a whole different game, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm perfectly, like, I don't imagine, I can't imagine a ton of people who would want to play Modern Warfare Remastered and not want to play with the new Call of Duty is, yeah. honestly. And it, the, I mean, everyone I in my Everyone in my Destiny Fire team, that's all they talk about. They're like, I don't really care about Call of Duty, but I would play the shit out of a Call of Duty. Oops. Yeah. There's our one. So it's much. always you. Sorry. <laughs> he, was, he was quoting the children he played. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's true. It's a direct, you're just fucking That's journalism. They love that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1, the first one specifically. I'm more interested play in playing Call of Duty Fall than I am in playing Infinite Warfare. I think you guys are crazy. The Call of Duty so, fan over here? Well, no let's, let's talk about Call of Duty <laughs> anymore. Why do I keep getting called out on that? I've played every campaign. Well, let's, let's talk about that, though. The, so the trailer, well, that's the only hint of this campaign that we have so far. We do know it'll have a zombies multiplayer mode, which is cool. That's mm. always been a Treyarch thing. So uh, it's, yeah, it's, and Sledgehammer did it with Advance War. Yeah, it seems mm-hmm. like it's now spread to it's, it's become a Call of Duty thing, yeah. not just a, which is a team-by-team thing. But, yeah, what did you guys think of the announced trailer? It was very boring. I thought it was way too long. Two minutes too long. Yeah. Um, so let's. You mentioned at the intro that this is a long trailer. It's almost four minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's three minutes and forty seconds, which is absurdly long for a trailer, even by movie standards. Mm-hmm. We don't get trailers that are that long. I mean, part of that is because of. Does that four minutes include yeah. the remaster? The last thirty seconds or so is like. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, Call of Duty four yeah. remastered. Yeah. I mean, I think the the first forty five seconds to minute and a half of the trailer. It looks like the last couple of Call of Duty games. Yeah. It looks Set a lot Earth. like Halo as well, actually. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. I said the same thing. I watched the fr- I watched the trailer once, and I couldn't believe how much just not environments. How, yeah, how environments, and not just environments, but also just like the action of the shot 
reminded yeah. me of stuff that happened in Halo. Yeah, and the ships and yeah, yeah, like when you take off into space, like that's what happens in Halo Four for the yeah. first time, and you're like, whoa! And I had that same thought. I was Reach. like, that looks like Reach. Yeah. Oh, was it Reach mm-hmm. that yeah. you go taking off? That into... was the first time you go. That was like, Reach. Out of yeah, atmosphere. yeah, there you yeah. Go. Reach. Uh, Better me to correct you than all of our listeners. No, for sure. <laughs> Especially because like I'm such a Halo guy yeah, that yeah. like I should know anyway, that. Continue. But really, they all blur together for me. But I really I came out of that trailer thinking like, man, I should make a video where I compare the shots to Halo shots that I know exist. Too late. Someone on the internet just stole your idea and did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you have until the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that, I mean, it's just kind of like the first yeah the first minute and a half of it really just seemed like not all that new or interesting to me it wasn't until the very end that it got pretty cool i think yeah Where when it was got to in space, space yeah yeah that I, looked really cool i couldn't agree more i you know we'd heard about oh they've got some ex naughty dog guys mm-hmm. they're going you know the, the rumor was they're going to be focusing more on story there were this the whole the whole space rumor was out there which turned out to be true and i i agree the the first whatever of that up until it gets into the ship and leaves orbit. I was like, this is exactly the same Call of Duty that I've seen for the last six years yeah. or more at this point. I just don't know why it was so long. But then when it goes into space, it wasn't just the space. There, then there were a lot of cool shots that said, that said to me, okay, maybe there are some really neat new ideas. In yeah. Here. Should have led with that. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, should have led with that. That even looked kind of dead spacey. Yeah, totally. Which would be yeah, awesome. like zero G stuff and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the stuff that really struck me mm-hmm. as the most interesting part. Is like Call of Duty has been really good about this in its single player campaigns, but like they really push the envelope as far as like cinematic set pieces that mm-hmm. happen in first person. And when you're swinging around like from the outside of the ship, yeah, that to, looked awesome. Like you're you know you're on the outside of the ship, and then your buddy's like over here and you like leap towards him and he swings you onto the inside and you land on the ground I'm like that looks so cool I mean I wish that was just more of the game than I know what it is which is basically like a level yeah yeah that'll be one level also when you get to the space part mute it because an offensively bad David Bowie space (laughs) cover comes on don't don't listen to that by the way that is uh, I know it's been done before I mean the original Gears of War Mad World trailer was certainly famous for this but 2016 in particular seems to be the year of put a weird, obscure uh, cover of a legendary song in your in your video game trailer. No, but I'm talking about. So this year we got we got this with the the Infinite War trailer with the Bowie cover. You have uh, Stand by Me in the Final Fantasy 15 trailer. Very strange trailer cover there. You have uh, the Mm. Quantum Break launch trailer was that weird Nirvana cover. Very weird, and then. Gears of War 4 was disturbed, disturbed. doing Simon and Garfunkel's yeah. Sounds of Silence. Yeah. Yo, but that cover by itself is really good. Have you seen the performance of it on YouTube? Which one? The Sound of Silence one? Well, yeah, I mean, because Disturbed is an actually, like, talented band. But Yeah. We don't even know who the band are who made this space. We have no cover. idea. Yeah. The difference between the Mad Shazam World one and thing. these other ones is, like, it fit that trailer tonally so well. And with yeah. these other ones, they... They're kind of at odds with it. But like, I mean, on that note, we've now spent a, a minute complaining about music. Like, you, <laughs> we're relaunching IGN music. Does anyone, did anyone else get the sense when the Bowie thing came on that they totally added that after his death? Oh, they were like, they like they, come on, they weren't actually planning to use that. And then they <clears> went, space oh. oddity. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I'm just reaching on that one. Yeah. I mean, if it was like a prince, if it was like purple rain, then I'd be like, all right, <laughs> something, something's afoot right here. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, what else? So that's Infinite Warfare. It is a real thing. It is out November 4th. Infinite Dogfare is not a thing, and that's disappointing. That is disappointing. You Look don't for, know that. 
What if when he spins around, it's, you see the dog with a little space the helmet on? Oh, what like, is the dog with the doggy paddle yeah. in space? Oh. Infinite really. Dog Fair is back. <laughs> Call a G. Back our Kickstarter. Yeah. Bark our Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Love you so much. That was really good. <laughs> uh, next thing, uh, Microsoft, which of course I forgot to write down the details because I'm a moron and I was busy while writing this down. I'll get the details here uh, so I can remember them. But they announced a new... ID at Xbox initiative, which on the surface looks a lot like uh, Summer of Arcade, but it's totally not. But nevertheless, it's uh, ID at Xbox Game Fest. Or, uh, Talk amongst yourselves. Well, I'm, I'm, I, don't know, I don't know what it I is. I mean, you, you mentioned Summer of Arcade, and that got me really excited because in the good old days, we used to get games like Braid and Limbo and Shadow Complex and Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet and Bastion the and return Meat of, Boy. The return I appreciate of, you vamping uh, right now. Yeah, no The problem. return of Summer of Arcade was one of my 2016 predictions for Xbox. Why hasn't oh. it happened yet? I don't, I don't know. know what that is. Do you remember the Summer of Arcade? No. Oh, what? So in the 360, oh, yeah, so in the 360 ba- era, almost every summer they would have a... I think it was a month long. It was be, July. Yeah. If throughout July, every week, they'd release an incredible XBLA game. And those were the weeks throughout its totally multiple years that. where Bastion, Brave, They, they cherry-picked the best stuff. Yeah, Shadow those Complex. Those are all very good games. Like, like, it was like cream of the crop. Like Generally, every year, three of the four games were incredible. And even the last one was like a seven. It took right. like that whole month to like highlight and promote these games. Like it took a whole blade of the Xbox. Like the whole thing was just like, these are the games that you can play on yeah. summer of arcade. And they were like cheap. And there were legitimately some of the best yeah, games some of, of that generation. Really, really yeah. good. Yeah. All right. So I've finally got the de- I'm sorry for being a bad host. I have it in front of me now. So I think you're a great host. Thank you. My, my problem with this is that it just feels like a half step. It, it almost just like, come on. You, I we're to the point where it's like, I hope this is just the first step in a larger multi-step plan that I can't see yet mm-hmm. that maybe will culminate with Summer of Arcade coming back at, at, as an E3 announcement. But here's what this actually is. Because you think of it, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a month of indie games. So you think, oh, okay, it's Summer of Arcade-ish. They're going to they're gonna prop up some of, the, like, these, some of the best new games coming out. Not quite. So the first week, which is this week, it is... Uh, so it is... Beyond Eyes, which is old, which also yeah. is terrible, by the way. Is that the one about the, the blind, the blind girl? girl? That yeah. game's bad? Oh, yeah. I reviewed, I've only played it at events. Br- beautiful concept. Yeah. Just amazing concept, but there is so little gameplay in it by even I walking mean, simulator walking. Standal- standards. Yeah. It's just, it's not That's really good. sad. And there's no real... The game actually doesn't say anything. That was... Yeah. You get oh, to the really? end, and it just has nothing to say. So it's literally just about being blind. Pretty much. Mm. Uh... Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Which is old. The Park, mm-hmm. which is actually That's at least cool. exciting. But. Yeah, I gave it a seven. It's spooky. <clears throat> Didn't that come out on PC a while ago? Yeah, just, just came out on console this right. week. I believe the term is spoopy. 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 With a P. The spoops. Spoopy. That's what? what the kids are saying. Instead of spooky, it's spoopy. Call it Why? Spoopy. It's what the kids do. You got the Why? spoops. It's Not just sure. the kids. Don't question, Don't question the, kids. the kids. Should I just move on? Yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, next week is, is highlighting... Some again games that are already out that are free to play. Smite, Warframe, uh, Roblox. Okay, these are things that are already there. I mean, I appreciate that you're trying to lift them up. Then May seventeenth to the twenty third. What's next? It's hey, here's some games that are in preview. The game pre basically highlighting the Xbox preview program. The Long Dark, Layers of Fear, uh, which is already out. Yeah, and the Solus Project. Then, the end of the month, the final week of May, is the best of ID at Xbox, 
Rocket League, Rogue Legacy, The Escape of Spanner Saga. This is all stuff that's out. Yeah, I played Rogue Legacy like so three years ago. So what's the point? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I... It seems like a weird. It's like when we repromote things at IGN, where it's like, "Hey, remember this feature from a year ago that was really yeah. good? Let's run it down the blog roll again." Right. I and guess it's like, it could be like totally that. fine, but that's not I a thing you week. should hide. Like, that's just a. I, thing. We, that's we not would a never. Pillar. We would yeah. never be. Yeah, that would be like if we were like announcing IGN repromo day, yeah. where all you get <laughs> no, is old. It, it would be like IGN first for a month being the best of IGN first yeah. for the last two years. Uh, like that is a better. Here's example. our here's uh, our evolve coverage, but that game's already out. Here's our preview of it. All of this stuff you didn't know, yeah. but we revealed. You do know. Here's here's and, one but, of the new hunters revealed for evolve. Um, we already knew that. Yeah. That's been out. I mean, so, it, it, this thing has a title. It's called Game Fest. Isn't it really just advertising things that already exist and have existed for a long yeah, time? Yeah, and there is... I, mean, I do see a little bit of strange. value. There, I think there is a little bit of value in bringing some... Like, channeling some attention at these things that they think deserve attention, but... It's all stuff that's already that's been that's been out. Yeah, and this well, is a festival in the same way like a local carnival that the a dude gets high and and pulls the lever on the carousel and the kid loses his leg. This is that kind of festival. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys go to that festival? Yeah, I yeah. Went to. Yeah, they had. Were those you in the kid or the high guy? Uh, I had a Tyler Durden thing. <laughs> I was both. <laughs> Spoilers for the 1996 Chuck Palahniuk book Fight Club, mm-hmm. which is yeah. sorry, 100 percent read and yeah. or watch the film. No good. Anyway, so yeah, I I hope that there this is uh, I don't know some sort of testing ground for something else. But this just would have made more sense if they just did it and then didn't make an announcement about it. So like this is an advertising thing that we're doing, and they didn't just call it. Game or Fest. if it just ended with like below or inside coming out, like we've wanted for the last three yeah. years. <laughs> if literally it ended with one of those coming out, it's like all right, that nothing no, before it's good. that matters. It's good. Just you see, like that's really what I'm trying to figure out is like what the strategy is for doing this because the problem with scrutinizing decisions like these from the outside is like we have really no idea why or what the strategy is but clearly you can't assume that they just made it up for no reason like Microsoft is a collection of super smart people mm -hmm. way smarter than any of us so it's like they clearly had a reason for doing it but it's fair for when they don't give us that reason Oh yeah, it's fair for us to look at it and go huh what right and so that's what I'm trying to say is like what could it have been like when we try and think about like I try and contextualize it in terms of what we do right like this kind of seems like so one of our big problems is that we don't have enough places to promote stuff, right? Yeah. We have all this content that we think is great, but not enough ways to tell people how to find it. Maybe that's what this is, right? Like, they look at these games and they say, these are games that people should be playing. But if we advertise them outside of this festival-like thing, we're cutting into potential marketing budget for other games, like Quantum Break. Yeah, or they the only have AAAs. so much dashboard space. Right, and- you have to imagine that they have also limited promotional means. So maybe that's what this is. It's just like a way to try and create a new way of promoting things. Like Similar mm-hmm. to a few years ago, remember when we did Judgment Day? Mm-hmm. for like End These are year. our candidates for Game of the Year. Yeah. And it wasn't even like... Sorry, that was playing the entire time. We created this live stream out of nothing, had the devs come on. No one watched it. It was so cool. It was really good. It was really good. And, like, all the devs were really stoked on it because yeah. they all came at the same time. It yeah. was, like, this big day of, like, live streaming and stuff. And I think, like, the ten people who watched it... That was where I met Sean awesome. Bannerman. Like, yeah, in I mean, person. That, and it was also, like, an awesome mix of games. Like, yeah, we had, yeah, The Walking Dead and FTL and Guild Wars. That was a particularly Ooh, a really good year to do it because, like, we had, yeah, the FTL dudes who are two dudes competing for Game of the Year against the guys who made Mass Effect 3 yeah. and Halo mm. 4. Yeah. And it was just, like... 
what a cool what a cool year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean that's what it look that's at least from speculating from the outside, that's what it looks like if, to me. If it's I like Microsoft guess... trying to figure out how to create mm-hmm. a way to promote indie games in a way that it doesn't like take away from their other promotional yeah. strategies. Uh, I would guess that this is a way for them to promote ID at Xbox specifically as as a half step towards something else. So I would guess this is look at all of these great games that were well received that you might not have played people who don't play any games let's push them to those people so they become familiar with id at xbox branding yeah so that when we release something else as part of id at xbox they maybe know what it is based on these games and this is 30 days lead and then two weeks later is e3 and maybe they have a press conference like hey maybe that thing you know that thing that was on your dashboard for the last month that you were kind of confused about well we're relaunching it or yeah or or going all in on it yeah i would think it's a it's a marketing strategy for ID at Xbox. God, basically. I hope we're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope we're right. It's tough because indie games are in an interesting mm-hmm. space right now. Like, we call them indie games, we think of them like indie games, but I think a lot of people would be surprised to say, like, a lot of indie games It's funny, are there are totally by... different tiers of indie at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. Like, there are like, a there lot are of indie different games tiers that of triple are AAA. Well, yeah. like, The Witness is, you know? an, is an indie game. Sure. No Man's Sky is technically an, an indie, indie yeah. game. An indie game, exactly. but they have so much funding. You're yeah. like, at what point does it become AAA indie? That's exactly it's, the thing. It's is triple like, lowercase a. That's why I like to call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Summer of Arcade, as much as I love Summer of Arcade, like, I just, I, I don't, I think Microsoft's hesitance about it is like, I don't know that Summer of Arcade works for what indie games are now, you know? Because indie games are just games. But, to be fair, back when Arcade actually existed on 360, there were tiers of it then because there would be like, Capcom would make digital games like Bionic Commando, mm-hmm. uh, Rearmed. So th- there were there were Man there were big what publishers and little indies alike making live arcade games. That so that's nothing new. Okay. Yeah, but I wonder if it's like if you were just to take what Summer of Arcade would be now. Let's say okay, Cuphead inside, is the type of Cuphead game that you inside might see. below. Yeah, yeah like yeah. those are the type of games you might see as part of Summer of Arcade if right. it existed now. But those games are so awesome and so good that they deserve every bit of attention and promotional sort of effort that the games like Quantum Break do. So I just but wonder that, if Microsoft that, looks see, at that and I, is like, there's no reason to do a Summer of Arcade. Well, I, I would respectfully disagree with that because as much as Cuphead has captivated everybody... If it's out, if it comes out as a digital release on Windows 10 and Xbox in October, is it really gonna get? Is it really gonna get the attention that it mm. deserves? I mean, I'll still play it. Well, of course, but <laughs> I'm talking in the Just general me. sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas if you if you combine if you Voltron those games. Into July. Yeah, I was actually just gonna say that if that comes out in when July. there's, I mean, it, anybody on any platform is gonna gonna take notice of that. Yeah, and, you know, not saying people are gonna buy Xbox Ones or, for it, but everyone's gonna notice. Like, holy crap! Wow, look what Microsoft is doing. There's nothing else out, and they're dropping Cuphead below and yeah. inside yeah. all this month. That's amazing. I've got to play these games, and there's nothing else out there yeah. to distract you. I mean, there's a reason that. Like the first couple months of this year saw Oxen Free and The Witness and Firewatch, and it's because you don't release those games in the last three months of a year. No, yeah, because they just crash and burn. Yeah, 100%. exactly. And I'm like, I don't remember Summer of Arcade, but I'm trying to figure out how I played Bastion. Like, how I because that was Limbo and Braid. And Limbo and, and Braid. So uh, I think those, maybe yeah, I found Super those Meat because Boy, they were Explosion Man. And yeah. I just didn't pay and attention they, to they were just Like, I played really Meat good. Boy and Explosion Man as well, so it's like I played all of yeah. those. That was before I was working in the industry. Like, how did I know about them? Was. Weird question. Was somewhere arcade global? Like literally, would that have been in Australia? I hmm. like maybe, maybe that's why not. I didn't know it. 
I don't know. That's kind of I assumed, that's a valid. I'm also, it's not like, I assumed it was just because, like, at that point, we were a single content team with Australia and the UK. So I imagine we would have been like. Yeah, like, I don't know. Well, it's also like you couldn't have just gotten these games during Summer of Arcade, you know? Like, you, I didn't play... Oh, you could have got them a year or two later. Yeah, yeah. like, I didn't play yeah. Limbo... Or I didn't play Bastion until well after mm-hmm. Summer oh, of Arcade. Oh, it was called so. Winter of Arcade. <laughs> oh, of course! <laughs> of course of it course. was! Of course it was! Because Hemispheres! I was literally going to make that joke, and I was like, ah, oh, it's a dumb joke. I'm of gonna, course I'm, it was, that's so I funny. said I was going to go the entire episode without making an Australian So <laughs> that's why you don't remember it. I feel like the dumbest American right now. Yeah, no, okay. I well, I feel so dumb, dumb as well. It's like, obviously, it wouldn't have happened because it's a different time of year. That's, that's, <laughs> yep. that's really incredible. I love that. Because yep. <laughs> when you say Summer of Arcade, I was also thinking so, over the holiday period. I'm when, like, oh, so like December, right? Yeah, like, I was going to say like, so when we say... <laughs> it's a perfect time to release uh, these games. Say, you're like, well, yeah, when we say summer is like a dead time, she's looking at it's like, are you guys high? <laughs> like, no, that's when everything, everything comes, comes out. out Oh, there That's we go. That's so weird. Yep. Oh, Earth. Geography, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, sticking to Microsoft here, they detailed some of their E3 logistics. Not the actual games being shown, but uh, if you're curious, if you want to go to E3, because more and more of it is public now. Uh, Rip. Don't start with me. We're not doing that <laughs> don't, again. Don't start. Uh you notice I sat quietly when I let you have your fun. Uh, so via a blog on uh, Major Nelson's site, Microsoft is going to showcase, quote, unannounced titles coming in 2016 and beyond. Now, don't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do anything. You we just looked it. at each other. It's fine. <laughs> do you guys need a moment? No. It was just, no. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I even totally missed that. I was Thank looking you. down He here. said beyond. Yeah. <laughs> we know. All right. Uh, all right, Microsoft. So they literally haven't shown some of those big games that were so great as announcements at last year's E3 have not been seen or heard from since then. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Sea of Thieves, ReCore, Halo Wars 2, probably a few more. We've seen a little bit of Crackdown 3. That made an appearance at Gamescom. Gamescom. Destin played it, as he would remind us if he were here. <laughs> oh, I never heard that before. <laughs> and then, of course, with Gears 4, there was the Game Informer cover mm-hmm. and the just-completed multiplayer beta. But, uh, yeah, like, I, so I would expect their conference to really be dominated by those things that were announced last year. And mm-hmm. we haven't, yeah. been seen, haven't been seen from since. But unannounced titles coming in 2016... And beyond yeah. unannounced but, titles, yeah, unannounced. So that's the really what have they got? I mean, me. their, their calendar is I mean, hypothetically that sounds like ID at Xbox as well. It could very well mm-hmm. be because they've already got theoretically such a packed lineup for this year. Yeah, we, we've gone through it a, a few times. Uh, you know, we're heading into we still no no release date in sight for Cuphead except Chad uh, Moldenhauer, the art director from at PAX East, mm-hmm. did tell me when we were playing it. 2016 can't get any more specific than that. So, but that's announced. That's what not if that's unannounced. An E3 thing. Does this one of those things where they're like it's available now? That yeah, would be amazing. Those. Yeah, um, that would be great. But I then mean, I would be really sad that I was nowhere near an Xbox. Yeah. Pieces of that are so tiny for that game. I don't know. Like uh, never know. Two, two years ago, we had multiple games do that. There was the Dead the, Rising, the Dead Rising Ultra Street Fighter yeah. thing. There was a yeah. PSN artsy game uh but also this 
doesn't to me this does not specify that these are necessarily first party games. That that's very true. That that's true. very the, true. Whatever we keep thinking that there are going to be a handful of Fallout esque announcements where it's like here's the reveal and it's out in fall and so it could be a third party thing. Yeah, it could be a Ubisoft thing, an Activision thing. So your Watch Dogs two theory, totally. Yeah. Uh, Although why that wouldn't be on Ubisoft. the Ubisoft stage, but maybe it's, on it's sometimes it's stages. on both. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that happens. Yeah, yeah. generally like, every year. the big Ubisoft games are split between Sony and Microsoft. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, still, like, yeah, what? I, the only first-party example that concretely comes to mind, because they've already pseudo-confirmed this, is Forza Horizon Three, mm-hmm. or what I assume we know what assuming does <laughs> to be Forza Horizon Three, yeah. because it's Playgrounds turn, mm-hmm. and I really they want did that game. Oh, that's so, they did specifically say the next Forza game will be announced. At E3. Yeah, and we assume it's Horizon. We, we assume it's Horizon color. Three, right, and not something else. Oh, but, so probably Forza Horizon Three, but I just don't know what else it, they could possibly whip out that would be 2016 when they've got Sea of yeah. Thieves and uh, I mean, you know, all these things that I already yeah, said. Recore Halo Wars Two. I mean, if we get something like a Crackdown One remaster something like that I, I don't see that happening for crackdown yeah. does ea yeah. have a conference this year yeah. they don't yeah, do yeah they, they do they have it on sunday which one of the who was it who backed out then there was one that, none of the conferences oh ea just moved, bethesda they, isn't doing well no, right. bethesda no, no, doing they are oh, they are yeah. ea just moved back a day to, so to, to sort now? of create a hole yeah. in the schedule square okay. enix is the only one that we're still iffy on whether I they're having guess nintendo nintendo's gonna have a direct or a conference yeah they haven't they haven't announced that they're happening if they're doing a direct they will, though, because Zelda, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, we'll see. I, every year, I, I really think Microsoft's done a great job the last two years in particular on their E3 press conferences. Of, last year was great. Last year was great. Just cutting out the entertainment stuff, any app yeah. stuff, any Kinect stuff, and it's just like, boom, here's 90 minutes of I mean, games. even what we saw of um, HoloLens was very brief. Mm-hmm. Yes, like they were very like, true. And it was it still games-oriented. Yeah, and it was yeah, cool true. looking. Still yeah. Minecraft. So. Dude, I mean, I saw that in real life. That demo and it blew my mind. I was Which like, one? The Minecraft one? Yeah. See, yeah, I did the Halo up one. about it, don't we? Well, the Halo one is like the one that was on the floor. I'm talking about the present, the stage demo presentation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like where he's like well, but, looking at a table and there's nothing there, but I can see on this. Like, yeah. That oh, was the thing is, everyone who watched that demo like live wasn't seeing what was he was seeing on the screen, right? Like, because I was in the room. In the room, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I could see that he was looking at a blank table, but on the screen was what he was looking at, and it was this mm. huge mosaic of Minecraft stuff. And I was like looking around, being like, "This is amazing! Like, how wow. is no one freaking mm-hmm. out?" And I told, I mean, I told you, I did the, I did the Halo thing, yeah, and for me too, myself. Me too. You, you actually, you actually told me like, "Go do that." And I oh yeah, did, it's yeah. so cool. But anyway, uh, the one other relevant note on the note of public, semi-public E3. If you are going to be in the Los Angeles area or you're, you're thinking about attending E3, there will be the Xbox Fan Fest once again. And it's going to be every night. No- well, actually, I don't know what. They haven't said what time it is. I was going to say every night, but I actually don't know if it's at night. But they'll be, it'll be on uh, Monday the 13th, so Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of E3. Uh, so a chance for you to get in and there'll be... Probably Xbox executives mingling like there were last year, and probably some games to play. Have they done that before? Last year, they okay, did. I don't remember that. Yeah. Was it offsite? It was offsite. Yeah, it, it, it just wasn't a press thing. It was a totally a fan thing. So oh yeah, totally. know, we, we weren't there, yeah. and uh, yeah, cool. it was uh, a lot. Of, I know a lot of people really enjoyed that last year. So good to see Microsoft doing that. And obviously, all again. of us will be at E3. So that's true. Say hello. 
Mm-hmm. Please do. Absolutely. I'm going to the Microsoft conference, so I had a, that'll be awesome. I had a, so many awesome Unlocked and IGN fans come up and say hello to me last year at E3. It was very uh, uplifting. It was very spiritually uplifting. Because on Twitter, you don't always get the nice people. Yeah, <laughs> so it seems when they like come every time you, I start getting exhausted from people on the internet being awful i go to a convention and it all goes away it's, it's like every time true. you go to a convention and you meet people who say nice things you meet real like, people who are yeah it's so everyone's great. actually lovely it's so great they just don't use twitter that much we yeah because everybody on the other end of that camera slash microphone like 99.9 percent of them are amazing Possi- yeah. possibly 100 percent willing to go 100 percent no there's one of them's awful one of them yeah, absolutely one of them's awful yeah. well someone one you've encountered is, them on twitter one you were just <laughs> saying they're awful well but they're not necessarily unlocked listeners that's true that's all i'm saying i no, unlock's huge in prison i read that <laughs> really they're because, paying their debt the to society no because they're thinking that it will teach them how to escape prison yeah that's and they, they listen like oh darn it's an xbox podcast wow, they're really wrong good. unlocked yeah. they're wrong unlocked I, i'm gonna go listen to podcast uncuffed yeah <laughs> Unchained. <laughs> ah, okay. <clears throat> uh, new Xbox hardware at E3? Question mark. Why are we deja vu? Uh, What's going on? This, I don't this, want this. This is a story we talked about the EA Star Wars thing breaking. Thankfully, mercifully, right before we recorded this one, hit right after we recorded last last week. So uh, the Xbox Insider site, uh, the the blogger Paul Therat, who. Uh, Came to find out, find out strangely, has blocked me on Twitter for reasons I have could not possibly imagine. Doesn't like your shirts. I guess not. Mm, it's, no jerk. it's all good though. Yeah. He Fine. does not want to coexist. He does not <laughs> with us. Ryan specifically. Ryan's their own. Uh, anyway, I got no. You had. I've also you blocked had you on no Twitter. En- to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you've had no engagement with this guy. I don't ever remember speaking with him in huh. real life or otherwise or the internet. So huh. anyway, what I'm matters? To think of what wildly offensive thing <laughs> I Ryan know, could have tweeted I... <laughs> that this guy just saw and was I like, pro- you know what? This guy. You know what I bet it was? I'll bet at like some point he, somebody probably tweeted me like one of his rumors and tagged him in it, and I probably said, oh, I don't believe that. And I'll bet that's what yeah, it was. Yeah. And he was like, "F you, I'm an insider. I know what I'm talking about." And you know what? He was probably right in the end because. My predictions are wrong most of the time. So, <laughs> anyway, I got no beef with Paul Therat if he's out there listening. Beef squashed, beef squashed, which is the best kind of beef. Mm-hmm. It's you know a little uh, delicious, little side of cream corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're anyway. on food again. Yeah, very hungry. <laughs> yeah, going to lunch. Uh, they don't feed us. Yeah. <laughs> so it is bagel Wednesday. Mr. Therat on his site has a has a new rumor. Uh, written by one of his staffers, Brad Sam, saying, based on sources inside the company, expect to see new hardware at the event, meaning the E3 press conference. And there will also be a new standard controller that ships with the Xbox One. The new standard controller will look similar to the current design, which isn't too surprising, but will likely come in a new color. Hmm. So, not, I mean, this isn't, okay. you know, there's not a lot of detail here, but uh, I guess the the winds of... The rumor winds are blowing, and they're... I mean, we predicted Xbox Slim a million times. Right. So, yeah, that's what you guys have all predicted. I kind of read this as, like, this is just hot off the heels of the PS4.5 Neo Neo thing. Like, you know, that's kind of what I assumed they were talking about. Yeah, we talked about about that, too, with the stuff Phil said at the... uh, Showcase. Whatever, the showcase, showcase, yeah, yeah, a couple months ago. 
Uh, the thing that gets me excited here is if a new controller comes out that has a headphone port in it. It does. Uh, so new ones do. I was, gonna, I was actually going to say do. this. You like, don't need the adapter anymore. Well, I'm going to steal one of those. I didn't know this because I was talking again to my desk. you got to rock an Elite, my friend. It's, the ah, be- it's literally the best gamepad I've my ever used in my so life. Comfortable. I was talking to my Destiny Fire team about this, and I was like, because I was having issues with my headset, with my Astro I-40s, the mic cable's like dying and broken, so I had to switch to a Turtle Beach one. And I was like, I don't have the right adapter. And they were like, you don't, what, you don't, you don't need an adapter. And I was like, looking at the controller, I'm like, yeah, you do. It, there's no other way to plug it in. And it turns out they've been shipping new controllers with the new consoles that don't have that yeah. adapter port yeah. anymore. I'm going to sneak in on the weekend and replace my old one with someone's new one. Yeah, yeah you idea. totally should. Just, yeah. Just I won't make be sure There'll be no one in this room. Destined. It'll be destined. <laughs> Destin will come back from China, just an I, enraged monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and I would presume that. that this means a new standard controller, not because I can't imagine they're going to start throwing the Elite in with every single box. Yeah. Uh, the Elite is, That would be awesome. I mean, no joke. I, I really think the Elite's the, the single best game controller ever I just, made. I don't like all the... You can take feel them off. so much. You can take them off. You take can them still off. feel indents. Like, I feel like it's you can feel it all the time, and I don't want to be able to feel it. But the reason that I've always preferred... Lana doesn't want to feel things. <laughs> she just wants to be dead and Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the reason that I choose, like, if I get a code, I will always choose Xbox over PlayStation, despite liking both consoles, is because the I controller. prefer the controller. Yeah. And Such it has been controller. like that forever. You know, the, the, the internet tells me it's because I'm a blind Xbox fanboy. <laughs> that too. But I really I like the yeah. controller too. The, uh, the popular theory... In response to this rumor, is oh, I wonder if they'll put, you know, a connect microphone in the controller oh, so that you can do voice commands. Because since connect has been left for dead, it has been oh, it has dead. been dumped in oh, the left for dead three. They they threw it in a trunk and drove it out to the to the river and uh, tied concrete cinder blocks. To the to its ankles and threw it in the river. I mean, there hasn't Xbox. been anything announced oh. for it in a pretty. <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't been anything announced for it in a pretty long time. And there no. won't be. There will uh, not be. Which is, I God, I really like it. It's a great interface navigation device. That's what it's awesome for. Yeah. I still use, I use it, all it the time. Every it time I'm watching like HBO Go or I'm, anytime I'm watching things, which oh, yeah. is all the time. Yeah. On my Xbox, and it's like. Oh, I need to let the dog out or take like Xbox pause. I Sorry, think I mentioned this before, but I left mine mm. with my parents because they had started using my Xbox One as a media player and they didn't know how to navigate. Hmm. Like they didn't know how to use a controller, they didn't know how to navigate that kind of interface. Yeah. So they had to use Connect and effectively were completely using a Connect and connected an Xbox One like through Netflix and all of their media stuff just because they could talk to it. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that is totally. awesome. So controller being whatever it's going to be, I I would love it to be a controller with a mic built in. I think that would be that would be, awesome. be great. Uh, what do you guys think new, of new hardware? Is this gonna? Is it gonna be? I know we we touched on this last week, but is it the slim? Because we talked about last week how this would the slim would if it's just the slim, would that disappoint people? Yes. At this point, after all these neo rumors, yes. But do you guys think it's they're going to trot out an upgrade? A legitimate upgrade. I mean, it's a little oh, bit. I really hope not. It's a little We've bit more. About this. Again, the slim had upgrades though, and then it had Wi-Fi built in. Yeah, but, no, this, but I'm, talking I'm talking about yeah. performance upgrades specifically, and not hard drive because that's not really performance. Like GPU, CPU. I'm not on board with that. I don't like the idea of upgradable consoles. Like we talked about this, I don't know, a couple episodes ago. I just don't think that it actually. I think it alienates a big part of your audience when you do that. And plus, like where, like it sets a dangerous precedent for games in the long run, right? Like if the difference between, yeah. if the difference between performance, 
of a new upgraded Xbox 1.5 and the, uh, the original Xbox 1.5 is the difference between what Xbox or what you know The Last of Us on PS3 looks like versus on PS4. That's a big enough significant enough upgrade to where as a hardcore gamer i'm gonna feel coerced to buy another console when i've already spent 500 dollars on the first one let's set that aside for a minute since we have already kind of gone into it and just do you think upgraded hardware is coming at e3 no no marty yes especially since nx is officially not going to be there yes yeah i'm still on the fence i i really could see it you know phil's been Keeping his cards close to the chest they on this one. You have to compete with for, PS4. For clarity, I don't think that a slim yeah. counts as. I also don't. Yeah, yeah new hardware. Upgraded hardware. I'm talk- yeah, 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 hardware. No. CPU, yeah. GPU, just yeah. like you said. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think they're. I think they've got to have something. Otherwise, yeah. they risk losing all of the mind share that they've worked so hard to get back. Yeah, from since, that ever since C3. Phil took over. You know, the, the, the on-the-fly rebuild of this console and this platform that Phil Spencer has done such a, and his team have done such a great job on, if they don't show anything, I think they, they risk. I don't know. Maybe there's, and again, you said it, Sean. They're smarter than we are. Yeah. They see the know. whole field. That, and maybe, maybe that's not, they don't even care. They have just other plans. But from my point of view down here as the little, ant on the ground i it seems to me that that they risk losing those hardcore fans that they've worked so hard to win back i'm totally looking at this from a competition perspective where i see it as like microsoft get in a meeting room and they're like what will people say if the ps4 can do this or run in 4k and we have nothing but a slim like well, I, I hope just they're see having that, that as like I mean, that yeah, makes them look terrible they're... in terms of marketing. Right. That's uh, the reason that I think they'll do it. I'm still like I'm still on the fence about that whole thought because like I don't know. We're not even really at the point yet where 1080p 60 fps is like a standard. Like it's I also don't standard. think I know anyone who owns a 4K TV. I don't. Yeah, well, that's the other thing is like I there's ooh, we it's really tough because in the industry that we work in sometimes it can be tough to really get a sense of what like the regular just middle of the country Kansas gamer is thinking, right? Like, I really don't, I really think like 99% of the gamers out there don't even know or care about 4K. No, that's totally not the point. The point is that if there is one console that has it and another console that doesn't, people are going to jump on it. Even if they don't care about 4K, like, but my PS4 can run in 4K, your Xbox can't. It's a talking It's a fanboy thing and it's a marketing thing and it's a thing that people, even if they don't know what the specs even mean, are going to use to attack And also the 1080 thing not being across the board is predominantly because both pieces of hardware are underpowered compared to PC. Yeah. Like, most games can run that on PC just fine. On a a super crazy PC. And that's kind of my point is like, I think, I don't know, when PS4.5 or whatever had that like more solidified rumor coming out and most of the industry was talking about it, a lot of those people who are that hardcore fan base like had a pretty ambivalent response to it. They oh, thought, more of a negative reaction. Yeah, like fact. again, yeah. they're kind of at least like at a cursory glance from my perspective, seems like a lot of people seem to be on my side. Like they don't like the idea of upgraded well, console. Including I feel like probably everyone in this room is kind right. of on your so side. So my point is like I think Microsoft sits in the boardroom and they say, Okay, so PS four point five or might be a real thing. It might be able to do 4K. And if it does, there will be this small, loyal fan base of people who are like, 
gung-ho about that being like a huge upgrade advantage. But when you look at the big market, most people don't care. And so why don't we just double down on our console having great games that whether or not they're 4K it's or 1080p enough. still look good. You're saying but I mean, it's I think funny. it is. It's like them know, walking I, into a conference and being like, they have this, we have nothing. But it's not that they don't have nothing. No, right? but that's how people are going to see that, you know? Well, it's, that's how some, like a very think, small people will see it. It's funny, Sean. You're saying almost exactly. I went on uh, Gamer Tag Radio this week, which is another great uh, Xbox podcast that's been running for years. Mm. Uh, it airs. I think they told me it goes up on Thursday, so probably by the time you hear this, I was saying about exactly the same thing. Where I could see Microsoft taking the strategy of we're gonna just we're gonna put out a slim that looks new but is the same inside. That's two hundred dollars. You know, we're going to drive the price down. That could work. And bank on their, I think, killer lineup of games. Because I, I still think, and again, I don't want to turn this. I don't want this to be taken as a as a fanboy war thing. I personally think the Xbox One first party lineup is much more interesting than the than Sony's current first party lineup. Just taken. So if you if you just say the things that are exclusive to our console, we think are great. You know whether it's Cuphead or or Inside or Sea of Thieves or Gears Four, Halo Wars Two, all this stuff. Say we're gonna just we're gonna we're gonna make it look new mm-hmm. by having a slim. We're gonna make it wait. You know our, the other guys, Sony with the Neo is gonna be their price is going up mm-hmm. to four hundred dollars with mm-hmm. this Neo. We're gonna go the other way. Exactly. Put a shiny new coat of paint on it, make it smaller. And say, we're gonna we're gonna just go with being a, a super affordable games machine with a great lineup. Yeah. So I see two options: there's them competing directly, or there's them marketing against it. So there's them being like, we don't want to split our audience. We don't yeah. want to do that. Like I feel like they're gonna present it that way. Also, they might. The, but what if That's Microsoft what doesn't? If Microsoft doesn't do this, and at the Sony conference they unveil the Neo, and we get a God of War four or Horizon Zero Dawn demo in 4k as someone who saw a game that i can't talk about running in 4k a little while ago and i know that's really dumb to do on a podcast it was the best looking thing i've ever seen in my life and it sold me on the idea of a 4k system that's and so that's fair if the demo yeah. the demo everyone comes out of e3 talking about that one sony demo yeah. that looks so far above me on anything we've seen right before in gaming like i don't know if a 200 dollars console and a super solid first party lineup is enough I mean, and, and may, yeah. maybe it's not, but here's the thing is, like, I think, like, strategically, you kind of... The thing you're talking about, to be clear, just so, so nobody twists this, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a Neo thing. It was oh, a, no, no, it wasn't it was a Neo a, thing. It, it was, was a, a, it was a, a tech PC demo. Thing. It was running on a PC. A yes, PC yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I, 4K gaming exists. It's out there. It's on PCs, most of the, you know, mostly mm-hmm. right now. But it's not something that's actually new to games right now, right? It's, it would be new to consoles. I think if you're a console maker like Microsoft and Sony or you have a stake in that market, I think from Microsoft's perspective, you stay the course because you already lost the battle on the tech front, right? From the get-go, your console was, on paper, less powerful than the PS4. So to try and make that ground up later, two years into the console cycle... That seems like a, that seems like an like an exercise in futility, right? Like I just I think you stay the course. Like what has made Microsoft successful in the years past? Like in the year, in the year or two since it. I launched? mean, the Xbox 360 was the lineup for sure. Sure, well, but what I mean is like from I'm talking about PS4 and Xbox One. Like right out of the gate, PS4 took a huge lead, but Microsoft's closed that gap. What have we done? No, they haven't. No, they haven't really. No, but I mean like, you're right. They turned the ship around. Is what I mean. 
Like they, they yeah. improved. Yeah. yeah, like they stumbled at the get like at the get go, but since Phil Spencer's taken hold, like the messaging has been a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. Gamers have been a lot more on board. And the services are better. Services Every, are everything better, is better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I say you double down on that. You know, like stay the course, do what you've been doing because it's been working, as opposed to trying to compete on a front that you lost on. It's it's interesting you mm-hmm. phrase it that way because that's almost when the roles were reversed last generation, where the the PS3 was this. Had stumbled out of the gate with a high price and all sorts of other dumb things, and Xbox 360 got out to this huge lead. How did PS3? What was their strategy? And, and look how it worked. And, and their strategy was they just made a. They focused on having a killer first party lineup from of things like from Heavy Rain to I mean, the you know, Uncharted to like The Last of Us. One of the best. It, the, the second half of the of the last generation for PS3's first party was there weren't necessarily like huge tentpole hits, but it was a bunch of really, (laughs) really good exclusive games. Mm -hmm. And I almost wonder if that's where Phil is heading with all these things. Cause like, let's, let's be honest. I mean, um, sea of thieves maybe could take off if it, if it, is a really good game, but you know, Halo Wars Two is probably not going to light the world on fire sales wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Forza Horizon Three, the game the series always does well. Uh, Cuphead, Inside, Recore, these probably aren't going to be like ten million selling games. But if they if they're just say, if Phil just decides, you know what, I'm going to f- just focus on, I'm going to just get ev- I'm going to get all my fans back that may have defected by just. Yeah. By coming, by putting out a great lineup. I mean, I feel like they largely have done that. They have. Past I year. totally agree. Yeah, and that's and that's what I kind of meant by closing the gap. Is yeah. like as an Xbox fan, like I don't feel alienated at all, and oh, no. I don't feel like you know. I mean, people are quick to say that we or the press in general has like a slant towards PS4 or towards Xbox, depending on the day. We're accused <laughs> of being pro whatever console and that's total nonsense but i think like in the end all we really want is a lot of good games and as an xbox fan Mm -hmm. i feel like i've gotten a lot of that absolutely and so like if you're i don't know the other thing is you don't have to look at say console like microsoft doesn't i mean you always care about sales but like microsoft isn't just the xbox division sales the sales of xbox whether they're through the roof and beating ps4 or non-existent like the wii u has like this much of an effect on microsoft's total business you know so it's not as if like that's a huge priority for them. I don't I think know. They're I mean, more the, focused the, the on Xbox providing good services is a pretty significant part of the Microsoft business. Just like I mean, you look at Sony, the PS4 is the rock star of that business because yeah. like their TV division has been Which struggling should, for a while. Tell you something about Sony. they also have like speakers and yeah. I mean, so it, yeah, there's a there's a fringes. Sony has movies. Two sides yeah. to the coin. Yeah, there are two sides to the coin there for for both of them, but. It's gonna. I just. It's gonna be really interesting to see. I'm actually kind of excited. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of most recent conferences, I've gone in knowing a lot of things, and I really have no idea what they're going to do this year. And I, I look forward to it. Yeah, I think for sure we're gonna see what Sea of Thieves really is. I'm very excited about that. Me too. We're gonna see what Recore really. We literally don't even know what Recore I mean, is. But even Dunk. based on what we have seen, like both of those games, I'm already going to play them. <laughs> like yeah. just yeah. based on the small things yeah. we've seen, like I'm like, yeah, I'm sold. Tone piece I'm trailers. Yep. Everything I love is like the tonal. We don't know anything about Halo Wars Two other than we assume it's a strategy game yeah. <laughs> because it's a sequel to a strategy, yeah. a Halo yep. strategy Safe game. Assumption. Uh, you know, Forza Horizon. I mean, do 3. we even know what genre Recore is yet? 
That's what I. That's you know, what literally I was nothing. Right? Genuinely literally don't know nothing. what it is. It's a dog mm. robot simulator. Yeah. Salt again. Sci-fi. It was already so, salt. No, I'm more I, salt. I'm really excited to actually find out what yeah. those games are that I was so fired up about at last year's E3. Yep. I th- I think this has the chance to be. I think this has a chance to be a historically great Xbox E3 press mm-hmm. conference. Yeah. I really truly do. As yeah. long as they announce backwards compatibility. Okay. They already Again. did. <laughs> to <laughs> Xbox. About, yeah, ori- original <laughs> Xbox. Yeah. Backwards compatibility. Wouldn't that you know be cool if they just Fusion Frenzy? <laughs> if they made the entire cuz those games are so old and half those publishers are out of business. Uh, like the Majescos of the world, well, I guess they're not out of business, but they're out of the you know, major game space. You know be cool. Here's my dream. Here's a dream scenario for uh, E3 before we move on. Microsoft says, "Okay, we heard you. You know, we we're doing original Xbox backwards compatibility, but what we're actually doing is our entire our first party original Xbox catalog is Ooh, just free. That'd be real. We're cool. We're just porting the here. Download whatever you want. Oh, that would man. be awesome. Have fun." See, that's the type of thing Halo, where, like, Fable 1. As a fan, and maybe I'm a little biased here being an Xbox fan, but that's the type of announcement that, in my mind, far dwarfs, oh, by the way, this new console can do 4K, <laughs> but it's going to be gimped 4K because we know how powerful these consoles are, and they are not PCs. Like, that's the type of announcement that I love that way more than a 4K announcement, a potential 4K announcement. Something you can actually use. I get your perspective, but I think the internet will disagree. Totally. They always want the next new thing. I could care less about that. (laughs) Like, everyone knows that about me. Disagree with me all you want. I don't care. But. Direct your hate mail to at shot by Finnegan. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people have gotten on my case about upgraded consoles being the future. Even people here, like Mike Rancy. We did have some people tweet me about our previous discussions on this podcast and be like, I don't know how you got a job in the industry, you idiot. <laughs> like, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd be like, I don't remember how I got I a job. I don't remember what I said at all. But I'm here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. This is a longie. Yeah. That's what well, that's what the kids like. Is oh, that like... They uh, like them long? Really? Long regret. E. regret. Oh, no. <laughs> stop, stop, stop the trade before uh, it goes any further. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to speak for the kids. I can only speak for myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> the Xbox 360, speaking of previous Xbox consoles, Sean Finnegan, <clears throat> uh, has officially ceased production, which means it's officially retired. It'll, you could still buy one, obviously, but they're just not they're going not to manufacture any new ones. Anymore, yeah. That is correct. So uh, quickly, I wanted to go around the table. Uh, there is a gun at your head, loaded. The trigger's about to get pulled. With bullets? Name your favorite. Pick one. Your favorite Xbox 360. doesn't have to be first party. Oh, my God. Just this is so hard. Anything. Uh, I feel like all of our your faces Your family went, is going ah, to die. Does it really have to be one? It is going to be like the end of That's Dark Knight. So Jesus Christ. With two I no, you should just where, make an answer it because now I'm like, wait, wait, what about this game? I had one and now there's like ten. Like, okay, <gasps> Harvey Dent has a gun pointed at your son's head. Oh, oh but that's Prince Joffrey. You killed that kid. <laughs> He's awful. Can it be three? No, that wasn't him. That was Oh, Joffrey was in Batman Begins. He was in Batman Begins. Yeah, he was the kid. Three, 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 three. Yeah. And not one. Bonnie Anything gun. but one. <laughs> no, one. Okay. Uh, I will shoot you in the head. Okay. One uh, game. The real answer, but it's the fake answer, is Banjo-Kazooie HD. Uh, the real answer is Catherine. Wow. Okay. okay all right. Shark, go. 
I will kill your family <laughs> right now. Such a hard choice for me. I like the idea that right outside someone's trying to edit a video and is like, it's going to kill their family. It has to be. They're dialing the police right now. <laughs> this podcast isn't going well. It has to be Bioshock. Bioshock, strong call. But. Nope. No. <laughs> there are you, two other games. Your family, Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. That I would also put. Your family choose. dies. Your family lives. You got, hey, you, you did you, it. <laughs> are you going to shoot him or what? Deadly Premonition. Whoa. That's wow. That's crazier. <laughs> That's also sorry, Mom and Dad, but also Fallout Three and Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, <laughs> sorry, Mom and Dad. Mass Effect, Fallout Halo Three, Mark of Asylum, the Bullet Goes For every other, every uh, game above one game that you say, one family member gets killed. That's right. Well, you just I murdered still have your my parents. dog and my sister, so yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I you love your do. parents got killed before the dog got killed. You're not going to uh, kill obviously. a dog. <laughs> You're going to kill parents before you yeah, kill a dog, right? Really. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect One. I Mass I Effect realized was my answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, it's like just what one game. It? Yes, what about the portal. <laughs> <laughs> a little technically rough around the edges, but my god! It's, oh, dude, that that game has a. I have one I of my greatest game. all-time gaming experiences is from that game. Like, there's a mission where you go to the moon, like our, our Earth yeah. moon. And I remember like Luna. driving around in the Mako and getting out that thing. and looking it up. Really well like it. and truly, s- somehow lived up to its goal of being uh, feeling like an epic space opera. Oh, totally, yeah, totally right. I remember before it. that. This was before I was working Sorry, in the Monty. industry, but I remember reading a review that opened with, "Not since 1977 have I been transported to a world this fully realized." And I was like, "That's a Star Wars reference. That's super crazy to me because you." Can- Game, I didn't think like a game could live up to Star Wars. I actually kind of agree that it does, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. and I remember, like I said, I was driving around the moon on the Mako, and I get out at some point, and I look up, just you know, exploring the like world. How that's and the thing you mentioned, though. You're like this. This world is so immersive. I was in this weird. I was on this space rock, jumpy truck. <laughs> yeah, no, but like the point is, I get and out. You could see Earth, and I saw. I looked up at the sky, and I saw Earth, and right there on my TV, I did the whole. Covering it with your <laughs> thumb thing, and I remember thinking, like, "Wow, like I'm on a different planet here. It's crazy." Man. I think Super like crazy. one of the most ups or angry that I've been in a game was when uh, my Rex died. Oh yeah, and I like I actually probably for the first time when I've ever played a game, put the controller down and just walked away. I was mm. like, "I'm out." And people are like, "Why don't you just reload your save?" I'm like, you can't do that in Mass Effect. That's no. cheating. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, I was so affected. I was just so angry. Out. I had a legit like. Crisis deciding who to save, Ashley or Caden. Oh, well, obviously, that was you easy. killed a racist woman. Well, so. <laughs> no, dude, I saved was, her. <laughs> the dude, what's his face was annoying. But she's super racist, Ryan. He uh, I oh, think the title term is hold on. racist. I, I went renegade as F in that game. So. <laughs> Are you saying pro oh, racism? No. <laughs> I'm just saying bad. Uh, it was, you know, I, I, character didn't I give took a the fuck. most <laughs> awful, evil route I possibly could. That's the one, like, I think it's Mass Effect 1 where you punch the reporter, No, that... Oh, is that 2? That's... uh, No, that was... Shit. I think that's that's 2. Okay. I definitely remember a renegade option. Oh, yeah, because in 2... I'm thinking of Jessica Chobot in 3. You don't get to punch her. Because in 2, that's when you actually pull the triggers during the... The cutscenes, right? The dialogue scenes, that's in two. In two, there's the one guy you throw off a building if you you do Renegade. But there's one where like a reporter asks you a question that's skirting the line, and if you do the Renegade option, you just knock her out. Right. (laughs) Which is hilarious. Oh god. I remember watching my roommate do that, and I was like, What? Well, at the end of every level of Catherine, you get to go to a bar and order drinks. Uh, And answer some cool questions. Answer cool questions. Yeah. I like Catherine. Uh, also Deadly Premonition is better. Is my other one? Really? Yeah. Huh. 
Well, your no, mom's dead. Sorry. No Halo <laughs> game has done scope better than Halo Three to date. I think that part yeah, right, where right about that. Yeah. is it the for, it's not the forward unto dawn, is it? Where it like comes swinging in onto the level, like you know what I'm talking about? There's this uh, level where you're primarily on vehicles. You're in a desert level. I forget what it's called, and like you drive to the edge. Salvo after, Highway? No, it's not. That's, that's the thing immediately I thought of. The yeah, highway. no, no, not the highway one. You're not in a tank the whole time, but you're in a scorpion. And a bunch of other vehicles, and you're driving out towards like the edge of like this level where the world is, and then all of the chatter, the marine chatter is like the Ford Unto Dawn or some big frigate is going to come in, and they're like, I didn't even know you could bring those into orbit, and then all of a sudden this massive spaceship, I think it's the Ford Unto Dawn, comes out of hyperspace, yeah, comes out of hyperspace and swings yeah, into the atmosphere and lands right next to you and drops a bunch of warthogs and tanks for you to continue the level on. Oh, and I remember I, being I, like, yeah, it's towards the end. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's that's right yeah. towards the end. Moment, yeah, that's, like, that's like Whoa. one of the lost levels yeah. i yeah. totally remember that it's so cool man that like i remember good. that that's, that's like that desert like level movie. that has like those little bits of caves yeah exactly yeah yeah i forget what it's called good stuff pretty sure it's the four i haven't played all. halo 3 since it came out actually so oh man that game good Way stuff behind. so In no Hexic. more no more <laughs> awesome packing game yeah everybody forgets it was on the hard drive see i mean also gears of war many people's first ever achievement was in hexic mine probably was Excellent console. Sure what a console. Spider Man 3, actually. Oh, gun. No, it would have been gun. Who am I kidding? Been gun. <laughs> what about Alan Wake? I won't talk about it. <laughs> I finished that game. All I right. have several achievements in that several. game. Multiple. Uh, finally, any, any Kickstarter backers of Mighty Number no. 9 here? We I are. did back it, actually, yeah. You did? Yeah. I'm a big have, Mega Man fan. Have you been waiting for, like, two and a half years? Kind of. I Are you sick of the delays? On Kickstarter, I'm very, like, I'm not one of these people who's super adamant about the things that I kickstart because I know that it's a risk, but I'll back something that I believe in and then I forget about it until I get an email that it's coming out. So, no, I really haven't been waiting about it. All right. Like, so waiting for it. You're, you're uh, unlike our friend Colin Moriarty, you are yeah, not is, angry about this. Yeah. Uh, It'll come when it comes. Numerous delays for Mighty Number no. 9, the Mega Man spiritual successor by Mega Man creator Keiji Inafune, has finally been given what is being called a concrete release date, June 21st. For real. Funny if they announced it. Seriously. That it's delayed. June 21st. <laughs> That's the same day as No Man's Sky. That is the same day yes. as No Man's Sky. Which is an interesting choice. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's certainly relevant to the Xbox audience because, to the best of my knowledge, it's really the only significant Xbox release out that month, other than, I think, Lego, Lego Star Dimension. Wars. Mm-hmm. So that and Lego Star Wars are about the only... Uh, I think I said mm. Force Dimensions. That's a different... It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> That's cool. So take note, if you backed it on Kickstarter, circle your calendar. Probably should still do it in pencil if I were you, but, you know, hopefully this will yeah, finally be Yeah, that's a thing that happened. <laughs> Alana Pierce, what can we spend our money on this week? Retail Battleborn. Uh, I actually just bought some Battleborn figures because apparently they look very bad. We saw that on the Reddit, so we're gonna, I'm going to make a video of how good or bad those actually do. All right. Uh, digitally, we have Super Hot. Pronounced super super hot, hot. Uh, which was so good. Actually, the second game I reviewed this year, I think I gave it a seven point five. But in my head, it's more of like an eight point five. Yeah, like a weird it, disconnect. That I, me, I think that game's great. I totally agree. I played it after, on, basically, on your recommendation, mm-hmm. and on PC, I loved it. It, uh, I think, I feel like it was just long enough. Like it, it was just starting to kind of wear out its. Hook. Yeah, I mean, my my. Main criticisms uh, in the review, which you can read, it's on IGN, were that it it just kind of 
had one format and then stuck with that format the whole time and never really developed anything. So it was yeah. like all the levels just kind of had more people or in different environments, but they were really all the same thing. So they're just fun to pull off, though. I mean, they were very fun. And then watching it back in real time, Super yeah. Hot's fantastic time bendy game. I, it, uh, w- it won't quite be the same on a gamepad because you know there's those keyboard parts where you're. You're typing. typing back and forth to the, you know... I mean, I thought all that stuff was super lame, though. You liked that, didn't you? I mean, I, I don't I know. I thought it was terrible. I, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Not, maybe not... I, I thought it, may, it brought a little smile to my face. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, yeah, I, I liked that it typed <laughs> and that it would, it would come up with actual dialogue, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's 2250 and for $2,250, yeah, it's totally worth it. Uh, we also have The Park, which is 11.69, and mm-hmm. Marty just reviewed that one. Yep, I gave it a 7.0. Uh, it's sort of like Gone Home, Vanishing of Ethan Carter, uh, narrative-driven first-person game. You're a woman who loses her child in a spooky amusement park. Things go very badly. Now, there um, is literally on Major Nelson's site, on, or on, the, on mm-hmm. the download page for this, there is a, a warning placed on this that says that this, the game contains content that may be disturbing to some people yeah it deals Something. with especially the uh, is it because there's kid stuff in? yeah I think, I think it's so. because there's kid stuff yeah, uh, yeah the, it deals with stuff that uh, some of the Silent Hill games have dealt with so without going into spoilers yeah uh, yeah I mean some relatively messed up things that a lot of horror games don't do um, I thought it was effective, mm. if not wholly original. But if you like spooky games, uh, it's about Spoop- 90 minutes long. But spooky? That's the spooky, spooky games. I, I'm learning. See? Yeah, spooky. You're, you. See, you are a dog. dog. You do tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's about 90 minutes, 11 bucks. It's like the price of a movie. If you like scary stuff, go ahead and do it. Woo-hoo. Nice. We also have DC Universe Online, which is for free. It's and good to see another MMO getting onto Xbox One because there, yeah. there haven't been the too many of them. Cinematic trailer. It was a really good trailer. Yeah, yeah. it was a really good trailer. Yeah. I think I might actually download that. Uh, and Paranautical Activity for ten dollars. <laughs> Paranautical Activity. Yeah, it's like it the movie. Like, I remember it like covering the, the original press release of this, but I can't remember what the game is about. Is, is it scary underwater? Is, is it, it cheesy underwater? Boats. It's probably boats and whatnot. I mean, yeah. Spoopy I boats. <laughs> Ryan's getting on board with Spoopy. On Marketplace, for May Games of Gold, we have Defense Grid 2 all month long, which I really like, and Costume Quest 2, which is May Not 16th yet. to June 15th. Yeah. I like that game. Um, I haven't actually played that, but it sounds awesome. It's really good. I really like the sound of Costume Greg Quest. Greg Miller, big fan of that game. Double fine. And on Xbox 360, we have Grid 2 from May 1 to May 15th. And Peggle from May 16 to 31. Literally one of the best uh, puzzle games Peggle? ever. Yeah. Damon, I don't I know why I asked like it was going to be Grid 2. <laughs> it's mean, obviously not Grid 2. There was a year where Damon only talked about Peggle. I think Peggle's it is. Pretty great. <laughs> I own that game on 360 and on my iPhone. I think it's legitimately in, in the Tetris category. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's high praise. No, I, yeah. I feel uh, that. The game's brilliant. It's just, and, and any, even my wife likes that game. She has it on her phone, and she doesn't play any video games. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, just that, it's that pure of, a, of an experience. Pure goal. Aw. I'm with you. All right. Uh, let's come right back, and we will <laughs> do the Unlock Block trivia game. We'll give away the Xbox One. <laughs> All right, finish strong, unlock block. <clears throat> no, that's a you want to nod yes. Yes, well, I was nodding. She was optimistic. looking weird. She's doing a weird face. Oh, that nose, that weird nose into the mic thing. That just, oh, that old chestnut. <laughs> yes, we've all been there. looking weirdly into the camera. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's give away an Xbox One, shall we? 
It goes, it is a Quantum Break Xbox One bundle, courtesy of Microsoft. Thank you to our friends at Microsoft for saying, hey, want to give this away on your podcast? And we said, sure, thanks. Yeah. It's that simple. And our winner, I want all residents, all listeners from Grand Forks, North Dakota, to be on the edge of their seat right now. Because I know it's, there must be thousands of listeners in Grand yeah. Forks, North Dakota. Several. Clayton Marty. One. Oh, I'm sorry, I ruined your announcement. Definitely not my fake name. <laughs> uh, he has won. Clayton, you've won a Quantum Break Xbox One bundle, courtesy of Microsoft, for submitting this trivia question, which I'm going to pull up our scoring now, see how we're doing. But is our, uh, that's, 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 I keep forgetting to bring it in. I sold it to a pawn shop in the Tenderloin. Damn it, Damn it, money. You had one job. Wasn't it to sell it to a pawn shop and no. get those money? Ah, oh, dang. <laughs> There's uh, obviously some miscommunication right. somewhere. We're, we've got the ghost <laughs> of Mitch Fine. with six, Ooh. Marty with six. Ooh. A chance to bury the ghost of Mitch once Never going to do that. Here, Never going to do that. I'm going to throw every single one now. Uh, Shark at two, Alana with two as well. Plenty of year left to get to get back into it and have a chance to win that trophy. And our question from Clayton Marty is this: In Halo, each alien species has an English name given to them by the humans as well as a name in their native tongue. If you've read the Halo books, as I have read some of, I think, Sean, you might have as well. I've nope. even no. read the encyclopedia. I, what is, I don't know this. What is the native name for the brutes? Is it the Huragak, the Ungoy, the Jirolani, or the Kigyar? I, I only knew this because I've read a few of the Halo I books. I have, and I'm not, Literally I'm, a I shot think, in the dark but I'm not here. certain at all. So everybody, please mark your answer. Don't ask me to pronounce those again. They're on the page in front of you. I like how we don't have to bleep every time that Sean says, Fa! (laughs) It's only the letters F-U-U-U-U-U-U. That's not, you don't have to censor that. Yeah, that's a meme on the interwebs. Yeah. Called Rage Face. Alana, very protective. Okay, that's a a letter. We're going to count that. Uh, I will go to, we'll go to the shark first. I went with A. Horagok. Just sounds like something they'd say to themselves. Alana, the brutes. I'm pretty sure it's B. The Ungoy. Okay, Marty. Oh, C because it's got the most letters. That's chill. Marty's strategy pays off. Oh, oh. Yeah. I almost went with that one too. Girolani. Oh. Good it was... job, Marty. And I've ever even read the dumb Halo encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> I just read the actual encyclopedia. Marty taking the lead. For 2016 and the quest for oh, the no, SE trophy. Oh no, killed Mitch. <laughs> He's got seven points. Uh, these two fine folks with two points apiece. Again, still long time to go in 2016 before that. Mar- that trophy is by no means Marty's yet. Yeah, in because fact, it belongs to the pawn shop. <laughs> he sold it. <laughs> if you would like a chance to win, I don't have another Xbox One, but I do have, a, have plenty of Xbox One games and backwards compatible 360 games that will play on your Xbox One. Please send your Xbox-related trivia question, including four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one in your email. And send that to where, Alana? Unlocked at, Unlocked at IGN.com. A little louder. <laughs> Unlocked at IGN.com. <laughs> well, yeah, there we go. Yeah, we got it. It was very uncertain. That's okay. I don't know how. I mean, you say it every week, but... Mitch could never remember it either. Right. So. How do you get on? I'm not even face. on that... Oh, no, I can't be you on that one. Yeah, it's the... It's, you'd be cheating if you were oh, on it. Gotcha. Mm. I mean, theoretically. Yeah. So, 
I'd probably be cheating. Yeah. Yeah, I am worry. actually on it. Don't worry about it. Except you. Don't tip your hand. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go, shall we? Oh, we should give shout-outs to uh, an IGN app? Yep. Did you do that? No. Let's do that. Uh, you can Watch these four lovely faces on your biggest screen in your house. And also via. on YouTube.com slash IGN Unlocked, which is on your YouTube channel. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a happening place to be yeah. yeah that's where the show uh will exist that's where the breakouts will exist on youtube uh we're gonna start doing some let's plays thank you for curating that by the way because i don't yeah. have time yeah that's cool Marty <laughs> and i have both been in the comments though which is fun mm-hmm. so yeah everyone's been chat super cool people in there and yeah that's cool uh and that's the thing that you can do also you should play super hot so we should really start we should book our uh let's play times. our time sweeper blinks time sweeper let's play which one we just well, have ryan to, mm. we already did Oh snap! Did we for real? No, no, that was a blinks joke. Oh, I get it. Okay, I don't <laughs> know if you guys did. Oh no, <laughs> who wants to you... do a let's play of the Ark with me? It's a cat the with a vacuum. I... That's pretty good. Yeah, I looked it up vacuum. while we were off camera. It, that level we were talking about in Halo Three, where the ship comes out, it is the Ford and Dawn. It is the Ark. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a let's play of that for oh, you people. Why not? Why not? It's an awesome level. Let's do the thing. Yeah. At least we can just do it on Master Chief Collection. Exactly. Yeah. Blinks. We're gonna have to actually find an original Xbox. Uh, I have it in my safe. Is There's that one a pig? Do you for real? Case over That's there. a real nice pig. Uh, no, pig. I don't have. Uh, I don't have it in my. Display. I don't. I know where mine safe. is. I literally don't know where my original Xbox is. Mine's probably at my parents' house. I think it's in my attic somewhere. We have one in the console display case. I have one in Australia. Work? If that's helpful at all. I don't know. No, so, no? probably okay. not no, so no, much. Sorry, Thanks, though. Sorry. Opposite of helpful. Uh, well, I tried. We'll get. Maybe Phil Spencer can send us one. Send us an actual cat with an actual vat. Oh, a cat with a vacuum on its back would be cute. Eh? Yeah. What? How about for Halloween? Was a vacuuming cat. God, you really in with the Blinks jokes, man. It's not a joke. I really like that game. Oh. He super does. Yeah. Okay. We're going to play it. Uh I haven't played it in like a decade. Neither have I. So (laughs) it'll be interesting to see how it holds up. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Uh, IGN Prime. Help us out. Help yourself out. Give us $30 for one year and we'll give you one year of uh, no ads in front of videos or on the site go to IGN.com slash prime and we can make that little transaction it'll be good yeah leave the money on the dresser it's also like a really cool thing because no one ever talks about how many people use ad block and how it's killing websites <laughs> how it is yeah. and people will be like this is a clickbait article and you're like we, we, we need to make money yes <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> and then a bunch of people are like your video player sucks these are all the issues with it and they list a whole bunch of issues that only happen because they have ad block <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's like, that well yeah maybe yep. consider turning off ad block Hopefully we didn't just give a bunch of people the idea to act like wait I can I can add block what but it, it breaks everything and oh. please don't wait and next time if you keep it. using it next time I, I might not I want to I want to feed my daughter that's just gonna encourage some people are like oh we can get them all fired if we start using ad block this is a terrible idea we should stop thanks Lana should, yeah let's move I'm sorry. on sorry <laughs> uh, find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. There is a link there if you want to buy one of this shirt. Not literally this one. This one's mine. But we can have one specially printed for you. Uh, what else? Oh, this month's May's IGN First is a bit of a different approach. We're doing a countdown to E3. Four games, one per week. This week, Lego Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. No joke. This, In all seriousness, when I... So the first day, we put up an eight-minute gameplay video uh, which is narrated over commentated over by uh, one of the developers Mm -hmm. at TT Games I haven't looked at a Lego game 
in a while. Like they're always just good, but yeah. I, I don't make a point to pick them up. The visually speaking, like Gorgeous. Lego Star Wars Episode Seven looks incredible. Yeah. It looks uh, the lighting is cr- is amazing. Yeah. The characters like it pretty much looks like the Lego movie. Yeah, like it but looks yeah, that good. I mean, haven't they really had like as far as aesthetics go, like a pretty good track record as far as the I mean, game? They always like, look Traveler's fine. Tales they always look pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, but but I'm just better. saying, yeah. it looks like, this looks really good. Yeah, yeah. super sand, like mm-hmm. super good. So check that out. Uh, Lego Star Wars this week. Next week is a game that I can't mm. say yet. Ooh. So but you'll definitely you want to check it out. What any of them are? Uh, I mean, well, I, you just said I guess what I, one is. I, I, yeah. I could say two of them, but I won't. Good. And I can't say what next week's is. Okay. Just to clarify, we can say it's that, very yeah. alluring. There's whatever. I'm It'll very be fun. For, I'm very excited for all of them. Yeah, it's one one game a week. Uh, one game per week. There'll be two to three features per game per week. So mm-hmm. look out for that. Sean Finnegan. Follow me on Twitter at Shot by Finnegan. And scene. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at charlanazod. Uh, I today have completed a Disney Infinity Toys documentary about how they turn a character like Kylo Ren from concept art into a Disney Infinity That's toy. So uh, super awesome. About that. I legit want to watch that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's I'm very happy with it as well. It, it took us a very long time to put together, but it's actually up today for May Great. 4th. Cool. Uh, I am on everything at McBiggity. Just be nice. Or don't. Good advice. No, no. Stick. Okay. Be nice. nice. Sorry. It does matter. That's good. It matters. All right. uh, Thanks very much, everybody. We will see you all next week. God, we only have like, what, six shows to leave? We got to do do a prediction episode soon. Oh, I hate doing those because I'm always wrong and terrible. And you guys are also smart. Stop it. Also, we have insider information. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. (laughs) 